Hey everybody, welcome back. This is GRE Bytes. I'm Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here once again to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on everything GRE prep and grad school admissions. Check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. And don't forget, you can use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships. What a deal. Well, let's get to our episode of the day, which is plain and simple, how to stay focused during the comprehension passages on the verbal section. All right, Orion, let's hear it. All right. Well, this is a, something that a lot of students struggle with because let's be honest, these passages can be really complex and also really, really boring. You said it. <laughs> it's very hard. Guess what? Psych psychological research has revealed that it's harder to pay attention when you're bored with the reading material. It is hard when your eyes are bleeding. Go figure. So there's, um, these passages are actually, um, they're, they're veridical passages, which means they're taken from actual academic journals and textbooks, right. but they're completely decontextualized and they can take these passages from any of, I don't know, dozens of academic disciplines, most of which you listener most likely are going to be personally unfamiliar with, which can actually be an asset because sometimes knowing something about the subject matter, especially if you're somewhat of an expert, can be a liability because you might actually end up relying on outside knowledge, which is a trap on the GRE. Right. So a lot of this information is going to be complex. It's going to be decontextualized and it's going to be very, very, very boring. And so the issue is there's a tendency to zone out and to mind wander during the, the 90 seconds that you're reading these passages. And obviously if you're not present to receive the information, it's going to be very hard to act on that information on the subsequent questions. So we do need to find ways to focus when reading these passages on the GRE. So I have two little hacks, none of, neither one of which are silver bullets, but again, we're talking about increasing your focus for the 90 seconds it takes to read these passages. So first quick question, is it the best strategy to read them front to back for this 90 seconds in a focused way? Or is it best to kind of skim over? Yeah, there's lots of different approaches to the passages. My general orientation is that it's a good idea to read the passage casually first. Some people like to read the questions before reading the passage. I find that doesn't quite work because I don't think it's possible to keep two, three, or four questions in your working memory simultaneously. So students generally just remember the last question they read, mm -hmm. which will actually probably increase the likelihood that they will find the textual evidence for that one question, but it also makes it more likely that they will disregard information that doesn't pertain to that question that's specifically in their working memory, which means they will likely have to go back to read that passage multiple times. So we're talking about in this episode specifically staying focused and attentive in the casual read through when you read through it first before you're looking for specific information. That's right. And the key word there is casually. You kind of want to read it like a newspaper article. You don't read a newspaper article to understand and memorize every little detail. You read it to figure out what happened. You want to get a gist understanding of the passage that will help you with passage as a whole questions and it will orient you to where to go back to read for detail based on the questions you're subsequently asked. Um, you don't need to understand 
the entire passage. And in fact, the longer the passage, the less, the fewer sentences actually matter as pertain to the credited responses of the questions you're subsequently asked. That makes sense in terms of it's a ratio game. How many sentences there are? There's only a few questions, so you're going to need to know fewer. But so with this casual approach, uh, you know, a lot of people taking the test are going to feel the pressure of both the time. They're going to feel the pressure of wanting to get a good score and mm-hmm. knowing that there are questions following. So, for example, if I'm reading a passage, 90 second passage, I'm ha- like, you know, 20, 30 seconds in and I don't quite understand a sentence and then I get anxious and I'm like, oh, and then I go back and reread that sentence or go back two, three sentences before. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't really understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that something we want to avoid specifically? If there's a sentence Absolutely. you don't quite understand, just take it in the flow of reading it. Like you said, like a newspaper article that you don't, that you're just trying to get the gist of. Yeah. The biggest trap to reading comprehension passages is trying to comprehend the passages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you laughed. I I, I was going for humor on that one, but it's also true. That makes sense. Think about like studying a foreign language. If you stop to look up every single unfamiliar word, it would just be completely tedious. So sometimes you have to just keep reading and roll with it. And and sometimes subsequent context elucidates things that were previously unclear. I had personal experience that's 100% true. Great. Uh, So we don't want to reread. Rereading in this case is an emotional coping strategy you're feeling pressure, you're feeling anxious. And if there were no time limit, then seeking out more information and understanding would realistically mitigate your anxiety. But it's not a worthwhile strategy here because even if it works, it does so at the expense of your score. And I would submit that students would rather tolerate a modicum of anxiety and discomfort and get a better score on the test than to feel better about getting a lower score. That makes, that makes sense. So, so part of the stay focused in reading comprehension sections is to uh, not seek full comprehension is to absolutely. So in order to stay focused throughout the whole 90 seconds and get that, that best top down kind of, or bird's eye view overview of the passage, it's better not to, uh, hyper-focus and get sunk in the weeds at any point. Absolutely. And let me do get into these two little hacks that I have to help increase that focus. First of all is um, there's going to be passages that you care about. There's going to be passages that you don't care about. I'm pretty good with the hard science ones. I'm really bad on the 19th century romantic literature ones. Those kind of make my eyes glaze over personally. But here's the thing is my sister likes those things. And most of the time, I like my sister. So if I encounter a passage that I don't personally care about, I think, is there somebody that I do care about that does personally care about this? And it's a little bit of a mental gymnastic, but I've basically bootstrapped my interest onto my relationship with this person. So rather than engage with that material more personally, I can think, oh, I'm gonna read this for this person even fantasizing that when I finish this test, I can get on the phone and say, oh, did you know that Mary Shelley was only 19 years old when she wrote Frankenstein? And she'll say, oh, of course I knew that. Uh, you silly brother. And, you know, as a reason for me to like engage with the passage besides just. Uh, right. So give, give yourself uh, some, with, through that mental gymnastics, put it in a frame, put the passage in a frame that'll give yourself some 
uh, real motivation, some real level of excitement about it, even yeah. though the actual content is potentially, you know, definitely dry. Or- That's absolutely right. And again, this isn't a silver bullet, but it, it can help to increase focus and motivation for 90 seconds. That's great. So that's one of the hacks. Mm-hmm. Let's hear the second. The second hack is to utilize subvocal self-talk. I like to read the passages out loud. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you're in a testing center, you don't want to do that with breath, as they say in voice. Um, you don't aspirate, but you can like move your mouth and very quietly within your own oral cavity voice the words that you are reading. And that is a great strategy for multiple reasons. One of one, which is that you're taking the information now in multiple senses. Instead of just your eyes silently, you're also kind of hearing yourself. You're also kinesthetically coming into contact by moving your mouth and, and tongue. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're less likely to miss something in three senses than in one. But here's the thing is that you can modulate your reading so that you are more or less forced to pay attention. Attention from a psychological perspective is a novelty seeking apparatus. It's constantly scanning our environment for what has changed, what is different, because that is potentially a reward that we can approach or a threat that we can avoid. It's, it's the difference that we naturally draw our attention to and are focused on. And one way to do that with your voice is to modulate it, to continue to change the rhythm, the intensity, the stress, uh, the, the energy of which you approach it. This is why some actors like William Shatner or Christopher Walken are so kind of hypnotic because they have this really, on some level, peculiar way of talking and it draws people in. You can't not pay attention to something that's constantly changing. The television and TikTok take advantage of this every single day. Mm-hmm. Every two seconds, they're changing the image. It's hypnotic. It's very difficult to not pay attention mm-hmm. to. So if you continue to change how you read, your attention can't not persevere. So two little strategies, again, they're not perfect, but they can help you to pay more attention during those 90 seconds that you have to read those tedious passages. That's awesome. Well, you've heard it here first, these two strategies. Uh, Thank everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode of Jerry Bites. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode, please let us know. StellarGRE at gmail.com. We love responding to uh, listener questions. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level, check out, again, our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. Don't forget that code BITES for 10% off all memberships. See you guys again.